This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. The doctor said I had carotid conus. I'd never heard of it. The cornea of your eyes are pointed, sort of cone-shaped, he said. Normal corneas are softly rounded. Carotid conus usually happens when people are younger, but it looks like yours is happening a little later in life. There is no cure, he went on. You will lose your sight. The darkened eye examining room just got much darker. How long? I asked, and the reply was that he couldn't tell, but probably within four or five years. I remember going home and looking out the window in the snow-covered wood. It was beautiful. I didn't want to blink. I lingered on the white birch bark and green spruce. My eyes dived into the curled bark on the birch and the white snow on the green spruce. Then my gaze came inside and circled my study. Books were piled on books. The shelves were lined to overflowing. Photos with special meaning set on the desk. My eyes stopped and I tried to memorize everything. This part of life would soon be over. It put a certain edge on that day. That was 46 years ago. The doctor's prognosis was in error. I still have my vision, but I still look closely. Walking to a coffee shop two days ago, I commented on a series of things. The white caps on the bay, the snow on the Canadian Cascades, and the gorgeous cedar trees that stood by the trail. My wife looked up in each instant. She likes to walk with her head down. I like to see where I'm going, she says. Similar stories happen every time we're out. She has a way of focusing. I don't. I'm always looking around, sometimes too much. I've run into things. I recall riding my bike on a trail in Alaska with a friend, and two women were walking on the other side of the road. I noticed. I noticed a little too long. The bike trail made a turn, and I didn't. There was quite a drop-off, one of the many crashes that have happened to me while looking around. I thought my friend would die laughing. I have to admit, it does still bring a little smile whenever I think of it. That little story reminds me of the time I was riding my bike and a big bald eagle flew towards me, just off to my left, caught an updraft, and started to turn out over the bay. I saw all of this right before I ran into a mailbox. There I was, lying in the road, and the postman pulled up next to me in his truck. You all right, he asked. I was checking my body for injuries and responded. Embarrassed, that's all. Just today, as we walked to the coffee shop in Vancouver, my first comment out of the door was to cross the street and walk in the sun. My wife commented, You see everything. Probably another five or six incidents occurred on this 20-minute walk. A certain window display, the architecturally interesting buildings, the sign, a street person was holding, 
the music from a busker, the height of the heels a woman was wearing. A friend of mine had a son of college age who got a summer job attaching people to a bungee cord before they jumped off of a crane in Durango, Colorado. Bungee jumping was just becoming a big thing. On his first day of work, he thought it only reasonable if he was to hook himself up as a test to see if he really understood what he was doing. He didn't. His father told me that after his son's death, he and his wife would walk around the neighborhood and everything looked different. Everything was so precious, so clear. The colors were more intense. The shapes were more pronounced. He said that he had never looked at life again like he did before his son took that plunge. He sees things differently. Retirement can have that advantage. We can slow down. We can even stop. We can stare. We can dwell or spend our time in amazement. That is what my grandkids say about me. Grandpa, you're amazed by everything. It is sort of true. It doesn't take much to stop me in my tracks. I tell my wife that the reason I look around so much is that it's genetic. I claim that it came from our ancestors walking across the savannah and being on the lookout for game to eat or threats to our safety. I have no scientific evidence for this. It's just a hunch. I do remember standing on the Serengeti Plain years ago one evening as dark closed in and I heard the hyena howl. I was alone and had walked illegally out of camp to see the animals and the plain in the sunset. It was magical. I saw baboons, giraffes, wildebeest, and zebra. I even ran at a zebra herd on impulse and they galloped off a few yards across the plain. The dark comes quickly near the equator. The sun is up, and then, in just a few minutes, it's dark. It was so dark that I was surprised when a small flock of Egyptian geese flew overhead. It seemed too dark for birds to fly. I knew that if I stayed there just a bit longer, I would become the evening meal of some carnivore. Considering the absurdity of life, I thought about it. Then I moved on. Hope is something else that is in our genes. All of our ancestors possessed that gene, as well as the one that told them to look around. Vision is an amazing thing. There, I've said it. I may keep bumping into things and occasionally fall off my bike. But part of my retirement has to include pausing to look around. This is Retirement Talk. If you have questions, comments, or stories to share, contact Dell at retirementtalk.org.